Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. This episode of Untold Physio Stories is sponsored by Edge Mobility System. Edge Mobility System is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com. That's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-S-Y-S.com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business. All for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our four-month online mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery. And my co-host is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild with uh, Modern Patient Education. How's it going? Going well, Erson. How are you? Good. You ready to uh, to take over for... Take the reins for a Modern Manual Therapy course? Oh, I guess we'll find out in a few weeks. Yeah, I guess I'll uh, read the reviews. And <laughs> <laughs> it be really good or really bad. Yeah, well, I noticed that uh, after I bowed out, you got 10 more participants. So maybe... I didn't want to say anything, but I... Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> could just be time. It could be time. I imagine it's probably just coincidental. Yeah, yeah. It's not uh, It's not that uh, I'm not teaching and you are, but uh, we'll see. I'm sure you're going to do great. Oh, I, I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while since especially with COVID since I've been out there. I've been I've, I've missed it. Yeah, it's going to be great. So you have a story for us today. I do. Um, I have a patient uh, who's a runner, and I've seen her in the past for running-related uh, issues. She does like to kind of push it. Uh, running is really you know one of her big outlets, both physically and for her mental health. Um, and so it's been, you know, couple year, you know, struggle for her up and down with running and being injured and rehabbing and then running again. And most of the things I'd seen her for in previous years were on her left side. She had had a uh, left ankle uh, fracture and surgery, you know, several years before. And that left ankle was always just very stiff and maybe be predisposed or potentially to, you know, excessive loading in other areas. She always had had left like lateral knee and some you know, hip issues. Uh, but those things had really settled down uh, a year or so ago um, after we had, you know, after I had seen her and she was able to compete or not compete, but, you know, participate in a, uh, a 10K. It was the first one she had done in a long time and she did great. And she was really pleased with herself. And then 
Billy, it was like a month or so after she had done the 10K that she started having this right hip pain. So the opposite side, you know, groin pain, kind of, you know, anterior to sort of lateral hip. Um, and she came in and direct access and, you know, initially she, you know, the big, you know, she was pain, she was limping. She had pain with, you know, loading, um, sort of quadrant testing, scour testing, reproducer symptoms. She was very tender, um, a little more higher tone in the adductors. Um, hip abduction was a little bit more, in, you know, you know say weak, but maybe more maybe inhibited uh, than anything else. And we started talking about, you know, what, you know, could it be again, could it be a labral tear? You know, the mother's like we said, you know, had the same conversation. Um, you have it. Yeah. These things are also can be quite common and in, in asymptomatic individuals. So it's hard to know if it's um, relative to you. And, you know, we did, we did therapy for a couple of weeks. Things definitely started to improve um, a little bit better in terms of, we, we also talked about obviously like sort of load management um, in terms of running, really just, you know, running was a provocative activity. So really just went back to just walking and other types of other types of sort of um, cross training type things like rowing machine, elliptical, that kind of stuff that she could do. It was, it was much better tolerated. Um, and then, so I think really most of the probably initial improvements were just from not, uh, you know, repetitively irritating things and even certain things like she does did a lot of like, she did some good strength training stuff, mostly at home. She has a couple kettlebells and some bands and some other types of things. So she's, you know, able to do squats and lunges and different things, but squatting was definitely painful. Single leg type things were definitely painful initially. Um, and so, you know, we're doing some mobile mobilization stuff, more open chain type things. Um, you know, her, her gait got better. Mobility got a little bit better, but it was still certainly that quadrant test and, and scour tests were, were, were certainly still painful. Um, and so after a couple of weeks, when it was better, but not, you know, significantly better. We talked more about, you know, at this, you know, a certain point of it, you know, let's do another couple of weeks. If it's not really significantly changing, it might be a good idea to follow up with an orthopedist just to make sure there's nothing that we're missing. Um, and it was still, you know, still got you know, measurably better again over the past couple of weeks. And I, and I also had the ideas like, you know, the other thing it possibly could be is a stress fracture, you know, just because of the pain with the loading, the training she had done um, and the training she had done for that 10K compared to when her pre most previous, um, you know, therapy had been for her left leg as I, I got to the thinking, like, could she have been overloading that right leg as a compensation because of the issues she was having previously on the left leg, that plus the training, the training volume in a, in a maybe shorter period of time that kind of started to make sense. Turned out she did in fact have a stress fracture. So she had a femoral neck stress fracture. And then, so she was basically, you know, out of commission for, for a few months. And then uh, she started, when she came back and we started therapy again, um, she was doing much better, of course. And I've been seeing her now again for the last couple months, but then she, she started just, we had just started back into doing, she was, you know, when she first came back, she was still having a little bit of pain, um, still some pain with weight bearing, you know, certain things, squats, single leg stuff was still painful, but she had gotten cleared by the doctor. X-rays were looking good. Um, she was confirmed initially the stress fracture was uh, confirmed with MRI because x-rays were also still clear. 
Um, but then just over the past couple of weeks, she kind of, she had just gotten back into like a walk jog type program and she'd been doing very well for a couple of weeks. And all of a sudden this past week or two, she started having increased pain again. And she was getting you know, a little bit more anxious that something was, was, uh, was, was wrong. Ironically, she had a, she had scheduled a physician follow-up for a few weeks prior and she was doing so well. I was like, I don't know that you need it because do every, nothing is really, you know, everything's doing well. And it was literally like a few days after that appointment would have been that this flare up happened. So uh, she had another appointment and she actually just saw him, I think today. Um, but it's like, you know, keep, even though things were better again, it's like, you know, keep the appointment. Let's just make sure I think peace of mind uh, for her just because, you know, getting a little anxious. But as I was examining her again, you know, no, no pain with quadrant testing, no pain, you know, scour testing, nothing with like adductor tone, all the things that were really, you know, markedly provocative before were, were looking at fine. I was like, I really don't think you, it's been now, you know, eight months since um, she was diagnosed with a stress fracture. I think I feel like enough time has passed and you've done enough things that it really doesn't seem like this would be the case. So I just like, but she was still having this ache. It was, you know, sort of like a deep ache. Couldn't really sort of pinpoint it. No, no sharp pain. No, that, you know, the symptoms were certainly a little bit different than they were before. Um, and then just kind of doing a little bit more in depth sort of palpation around the hip, really like her TFL was really painful. And it was, that was like getting, kind of just getting into it. Palpation wise was really reproducing her symptoms, like that deep ache and, you know, kind of going down the lateral hip into the IT band. And so just doing like some soft tissue stuff and having, you know, she has a, one of those, you know, massage, massage guns. And, you know, she's like, should I use the massage gun? I said, yeah, use a massage gun. That might be the key. Um, so doing some soft tissue, you know, really focusing on trying to do more like hip abduction, strengthening more, like really focusing more on like glute med and glute min, um, you know, make sure she's not compensating and overusing TFL. Um, and that over the past week or so really went a whole lot better than she was able to get. She did a couple of walk jog sessions and really had minimal, she said maybe like it got up to a two out of 10 at the most uh, symptom wise. And then she did, she saw the, phys- the surgeon today, x-rays were again, were clear, which kind of figured they would be. Um, and so he kind of said, it, yeah, same thing. He didn't did not think that she was really at any risk. Of, did not seem like it would be a, a return of any kind of stress fracture. And just to kind of just kind of go along with the program that we've been doing. But it was just, you know, I think just the the anxiety or concern about having gone what she had gone through and then having a return of similar symptoms. Um, you know, it's kind of creeping towards that potential downward spiral, especially when the running is such a uh, important part for her mental health too. Um, but just interesting that I, not, not something I really normally would have thought of and just, you know, just kind of looking, just trying to spend more time and digging around, so to speak, you know, just really that TFL was just really just all of a sudden, boom, really, really seemed to be that, that main, um, reproducer of the, that, that the symptoms that she'd been having that for a couple of weeks. It's funny. Um, you know, I think early on in both of our careers, maybe 15 years ago for me, I would have found that on the day one, if 
if she was already at that point. Right. Not at the right. Not if she was already the eight months in. And by the way, when you said eight months, I was thinking this is going to be like eight weeks later. And you said eight months. I was like, whoa, I hope she still doesn't have a stress fracture. By, right, by eight right. Months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do so little palpation when there's not a trauma these days. Yeah. Because I don't needle either. I find, you know, needlers tend to do that. Even if like they're in the pain science, they tend to do a little bit more palpation than someone um, like me who doesn't. And just, you know, I do soft tissue work, but I just do mostly, you know, movement screens and repeated loading. And I, I do asterisk tests and or asterisk signs, uh, pre and post testing. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I would have found that because I just, unless someone expressively said it hurts here, right? it's locally tender. You know, when someone says that, I just try to confirm it for their sake. And then I still do whatever, something to modulate it. And then often that local tenderness goes away. But um, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know if I would have found it at that point. <laughs> and I am an, and I am a needler. I don't I don't I haven't done any needling with her. Um because yeah. it hasn't that's that's what you're gonna say though, when you yeah. said it was this so local. Yeah, and I it's just it was just interesting because like you know, muscle you know, certainly you can have like muscle, you know, tent like you know, sometimes you know, muscle tone in these these sometimes, you know, especially when it's been a little bit persistent, can certainly sometimes be like a deep ache kind of thing, but you don't always think of a muscle issue as like deep ache as you in sort of vague as it is other with other types of things um but it was just and i said it's not i i i do still try to do like a fairly thorough palpation um especially on an initial eval or um you know with reevaluations or if there's been a change in something but yeah this again is one of the, not what it wouldn't have been on my the top of my priority list for um, for her, and it was not anything she had experienced in the previously, um, and so it was just a, a sort of a new, you know, a newer kind of uh, presentation. Even though a lot of the symptoms kind of did sort of loosely, you know, kind of somewhat were similar to what she had been, you know, experiencing before with um, when she w- did have more of the active stress fracture. All right. Well, uh, that was a. A long story in a short story, a long, long case duration, but I'm glad everything seems to be working out. Thanks for the story, Andrew. Where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram, sometimes Twitter at, at a Rothschild PT, and of course, Modern Patient Education. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E, at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors, so one month with each mentor four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, So go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool our edge restriction system BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strike Training BFR certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. That's modern manual therapy um, in US, Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You could also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.